Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I'll be sharing a little bit uh, on Sunday. And uh, then I'm going to be talking with the staff and going over some things that the Lord laid on my heart. I want to tell them first as we start pushing ahead in the next couple weeks, I really believe we'll see more of what God said he would bring to pass. So let's start out tonight by opening our Bibles up to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verses 20 through 23. Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. When it's speaking about your heart there, it's actually speaking to us tonight about our spirit and wanting us to know that we have to be on guard of our spirit. Have you ever noticed, I mean, if you think back with me here, think about a time that you were on fire for God. Just think about a a moment that something was going on and it was just like you couldn't get enough of God. You were reading your Bible every day. You were praying. You were worshiping. You couldn't wait to get to church. Every time you came, God was speaking. Something was happening there. And think about how sensitive you were because even during the middle of the day, something would come up and you knew that God was touching you. But what happens is, so many times, the cares of the world and the things of each day come along, and before you know it, they can get us off track. It can get our brain going a different direction than we were going as we were worshiping and praising and giving God the glory. I know you've got things to do from laundry to housework to office work to shop work. You've got family to take this place and that place and all these things, but we can still have ourselves focused in on the Lord. We don't just keep Jesus around for Sunday and Wednesday, amen? We keep him in our heart all the time for the spirit of the Lord's there. And when the word says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. I want to encourage you tonight to stay true to the word of God. Do not be picking apart everything in the world by the world's cares, but take everything in this world and put it right on the Word. Let the Word of God give you the peace in it. There's always going to be confusion in the world because the world doesn't know anything but chaos. The good news is when God created the heavens and the earth and all things that were here, at the end of creation, God said, it was good. Would you say that with me? It was good. One more time, it was good. 
Now, if he said it was good and then he rested, then we know sin came in and corrupted everything, caused all kinds of chaos, but God is not the author of confusion, the Bible says. And we can go ahead and put confusion and chaos in there together. So when chaotic things come up, we've got to go back to the peace of God. The peace is what his spirit brings to you as you wait upon him and seek him. When you keep the word before your eyes, you will keep your heart, your spirit in the right direction. What happens is sometimes those things slip in and only one a day even would slip in. And before you know it, you find that you're not as sensitive to the Lord as you have been. It's important to stay sensitive to God. Don't get hard-hearted. Don't become skeptical. Have you ever been around someone that, uh, oh, they had a problem with a habit or a sin? And they would tell you, I'm so sorry about this. I don't want to do it. I, I want to be free from it. But then a little bit later, they fall back into it again. And before you know it, they're saying, I'm sorry to you all the time. What's happened is that thing became bigger than the glory of God. Because if we will concentrate in on the glory and his peace and power, God can keep you from any temptation. God can keep you from any habit or control because his grace is sufficient. But what happens is those little things slip in. Before you know it, we're watching the news one night, and instead of us praying over it, we just sit back and say, oh, my, my, my. Oh, look at the mess. Oh, what's going to happen next? And before you know it, those thoughts start creeping in on us, and we are not putting our burdens over on the Lord. God doesn't need any help in handling the things of this earth. And you and I, by worrying about it, cannot change any of it. But you and I, standing in faith with God, we become a mighty force for good. We start speaking our confession. We start speaking the word that we're believing for. We start trusting in God. And before that depression, before those issues start to control us and weigh us down, I mean, my goodness, what was it? Uh, earlier this week or at the end of last week, a plane landing in Los Angeles, one of the landing gears didn't come down, so one wing was on the ground. Last night, a train goes derailing in Pennsylvania and all kinds of people are hurt. You know, if you're not careful, you're going to be around people. I'm never going to fly on a plane. I'm never going to, I'm never going to ride in a train. I'm never going to be in a car because I saw an accident the other day. I'm just going to walk. But I don't want any of those other planes, trains, or cars to run into me. So I think I'll just stay home. You can just stay home, and before you know it, your furnace will blow up and you'll die. I was just looking to try to depress you, all right? See, that's not it, and your furnace isn't going to blow up. Glory to God. Don't go out of here and say, Pastor gave a bad confession tonight. I don't receive it in Jesus' name. Your furnace is going to be fine. Who thought you'd need to run it in May? But there you go. The truth is what happens, we can get fearful over something that happens or something that is said or an experience that someone went through. And before you know it, they say, well, when you turn this age, this is going to start happening to you. You don't have to receive that. You don't have to let that come in. This happened to everybody in our family. This goes on. You will not have any control over it. You have the word of God. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you.
Let's take a moment and go over to the New Testament to the book of Luke, chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, and look with me uh, just at verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure disease. You are a disciple of Christ. We're a follower of the Lord. Now, sometimes people as followers get put in the position that they are to lead. But the highest calling that any of us will ever have is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. See, when you come right down to it, our titles, our ideas, everything else fall off to the side when it comes to lifting up the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He's greater than any woman or any man. He is the King of Kings. So when we start to concentrate in on him and we start to realize he gave excuse me, power and authority to his disciples, you've got power and authority that's been given to you by the Lord. Stay in the book of Luke and look in chapter 10, verse 19. Probably a page over in your Bible. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Jesus is talking and he says here in verse 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Would you say that with me? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. One more time. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, if something starts to hurt, it's not God's will. The word tells you right here, nothing shall by any means hurt you. When something begins to hurt, make sure you're applying the word and the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been given authority. Hallelujah. Every single one of us, not just pastors, not just apostles, not just prophets, not just anyone who is called teachers, leaders, all those within the body of Christ. We are all called because we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And as a disciple, you can do anything. Hallelujah. Well, let's say you're on vacation and you're visiting some family and you lead somebody to Christ and they have a swimming pool in the backyard and you're not going to be there too much longer. And you say, well, let's go ahead and get you baptized. Pastor, I can't do that because, you know, I didn't go to Bible college for four years. Can you fly down here and baptize my grandchildren? No, you baptize them. Well, will it be real? Now, you know what? It's wonderful in the body of Christ when we get to do baptisms. I, I love doing a baptism. It's, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. It's a public witness of what happens. But you can baptize your grandchildren, and even if they don't have a tub, I should say a pool, and you just need to go in the tub, you can even baptize them in a hot tub. A hot tub, bubbling, spa. Is that spiritual? Sure it is because you have authority. You have been given this gift of God inside you so that you are called as a disciple to go out and make more disciples. So if we're going to do that, we've got to share our life. We've got to share what's going on in our heart. We've got to live 
for God. Because of the cross, Jesus gave us authority. We have authority. Amen? Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, verse 3, very familiar portion of Scripture for us. Hebrews 11:3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. When you're fighting sickness and it's very evident in your body from the things you're doing, whether you are coughing, sneezing, have a runny nose, have a temperature, anything else like this, when you are fighting sickness, that sickness is very real to you. So how are you going to solve it? How are you going to get it taken care of? Well, the Word says here that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So let's begin to frame our world. Let's begin to frame our circumstances, okay? Sickness that is keeping me down. You've got to get to work. You've got jobs to do. You've got a family to take care of. So you start to frame your world. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, and then you quote a scripture, easy one, 1 Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Lord, because of what that word says, I refuse to have anything less, and I frame my world, my destiny by the word of God. So symptoms, be gone in the name of Jesus. And every time you sniffle, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Just like you're reaching for a Kleenex, get it? Blow, honk, whatever you do, whatever the thing is for you. Clear your sinuses, and I'm free in the name of Jesus. Well, but pastor, I did that and it took three days before I quit honking. Geese were landing in our front yard. Well, keep at it. And before you know it, the next time that it comes around, it'll only stay two days. And the next time it comes around, it'll only stay one day. Well, pastor, don't even say, you know, the next time it comes around. It's always going to come around. There's always some virus someplace out there running rampant. There's all these things that are going on in the world. Oh, the bird flew. You know, they've had to kill all these chickens and turkeys in Iowa and, and uh, in Minnesota. There's not going to be enough turkeys this Thanksgiving. There's not going to be enough chickens to be able to lay eggs. Everything's going to go sky high. Frame your world. But they aren't even sure if people can get bird flu. Oh, sorry, I had a little bit of a virus hit me there with that. You're not going to turn into a chicken. You're not going to turn into a turkey. Be free in the name of Jesus. See how silly that is good. I'm glad you laughed. Because the simple fact is we can get all worked up about nothing. Now, if we can frame our world with the bad stuff, we need to frame our world with the good stuff, with the power of Almighty God. Uh, Time-wise here, let's go back over to Hebrews chapter 10. And verse 22 is where we'll go to. Hebrews 10, 22. 22 through 25. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. 
let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now there's a lot just in those couple verses. But the word is speaking to us about holding on to our confession. I mean, the enemy's going to love to try to get you off track. The enemy's going to try to get you caught up in some other worry or fear. The enemy's going to try to reshape your world. But you choose to keep your world shaped by faith in Jesus Christ. Did you catch verse 25? It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. You know what? When 9-11 happened... That day, we put the word out. We called Channel 8. We did things and said we were having a prayer meeting here that night. Everybody from the congregation showed up. Everybody was there. You know what? You, you guys remember it. The, the restaurants all closed because nobody was going out to eat. They all wanted to be home with their family. We didn't know if there was going to be further attacks that would happen that would try to come against any of us at any other part of the country. So where did we as believers rally at? We rallied at church. People that were unbelievers had came in from the neighborhood, saw it on the sign out front. They came in. People sat there. They were hungry for God. But what happened was when they left this place, they didn't go back to their old ways. They went home thinking about God. Something had happened that stirred them to realize that eternity could be at hand. Nobody went out drinking and getting high that night that was in church. But you know how many believers still go out and drink and get high? What do we have to do? Wait till the next time that there is some kind of a terrible crisis in our country before everybody gets back to God? I pray that's not the case. But you know, that's what happens for some folks. They're just driven by crisis. And we are believers. We're not going to be driven by crisis. We're going to live for God. We choose to live for the Lord. We're not going to wait till something bad happens to say, whew, I better get serious for God. Oh, man. I knew a guy who said this to me one year. It was quite a few years back. He said, listen, he said, I believe in the rapture. I believe it will really take place. And he says, uh, but I'm not ready to become a Christian. He said, so I'm just watching things because I know what the Bible said. You know what? Some of the people who know the most about the Bible are in the bars because they read their Bible all the time. They try to justify themselves, and they, they go ahead and know the word, sometimes better than even Christians that are always in church. And this guy went on. He said, I'm watching what happens in the world, and when I think it's really bad, he said, then I'm going to hurry and say a prayer and ask Christ into my life because I know that he's probably the way I need to go. There was his words, probably the way I need to go. But I'm just having too much fun right now, and I don't want to give it up. I said, you don't understand the message of the cross. I said, because giving something up here in this world, no matter how fun it is, is nothing compared to what you get from the Lord and the joy of his salvation. The man never did accept Christ. I don't know. I haven't seen him in years. Maybe he's still alive. Maybe he's still out there waiting. But the rapture's not going to be slow motion. The trumpet will sound. I'm going to be speaking a little bit about that on Sunday. The trumpet will sound, 
And the Bible says those in the grave, their bodies will be transformed and caught up to before the Lord in the twinkling of an eye. Just one quick little bat of your eye. And then we who are alive will be caught up to be with the Lord forever. This man is not going to be able to say, oh, look, there's people's bodies floating up in the air. I better hurry and repent. Now, what's that believer's prayer thing? How do I do it? What's that, Romans 10 something or another? Guess what? It's too late. You're going through the tribulation, baby. Can he still get saved? Yes, there will be people that will get saved during the tribulation, but most of them will be martyred. They'll have to choose whether they will live for God or take the mark of the beast. There's, there's no delayed layaway program. I'd like some salvation on layaway. I'll put five down right now, but I'm not going to say the rest of the prayer until I really absolutely have to. You're missing the point of coming to Jesus. Coming to Jesus is not a burden, folks. It is exciting. It is where the joy and the power of God is forever and ever. Amen. Let's look at one last scripture in the book of Hebrews. Go back to chapter 4 and verse 14. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. What are you holding on to today? Are you holding on to old phrases that... Uh, Maybe your mom or dad or grandpa or grandpa said to you, and that's how you're handling things. Sometimes those old sayings are good. They can remind us and point us to Christ. But other times, they're just words, and they don't really matter. Let's hold on to the power of Jesus Christ. Years ago, I used to hear people say, you know, something bad happened. I'm just waiting for the next two bad things to happen because bad things happen in threes. Now, you know where that came from? You know where that hocus-pocus came from? Because uh, Jesus was denied three times by Peter. Now, just because Peter denied the Lord three times, you know what? There's no place in Scripture that says that anybody else denied him three times and roosters crowed. It was a one-time shot. But there's people out there, oh, man, something bad happened. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, guess what? It'll drop because you're believing it. You've got your faith out there for it. Bad things happen in threes. I've only had two. I'm waiting for the last one. Now, do you think about how silly that is. Okay, I've had two bad things happen. All right, let's have number three. Let's have number three. Like I said on Sunday about being a country song, Number one, my dog died. Number two, my wife left me. What's number three? The truck going to quit running? And then all of a sudden, boom, you get two flat tires. You'd have a great country song. You could make it spiritual, though, and put a little word in there. Mama prayed three times a day. That is a, that is a Christian country song. And you can have that mixed in. But then my life was full of strife. My dog died. My wife left me. My truck. Oh, wait a minute. That sounded a little Willie Nelson there. I don't want it to sound that way. 
we've got to live the word. Hold on to your confession. Speak it over your car. Speak it over your life. Speak it over your home. Speak it over your family. Let's not lose ground, but let's take new ground. Let's believe for lives being changed and the power of God to fall. Can I get an amen? Let's stand up together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tonight as we pray, uh, we want to lift up the people of Nepal again. They had another earthquake there. Uh, any of you that are friends with Kevin and Jamie on Facebook, you know that over in Japan, they had an earthquake there throughout the whole country of Japan. All kinds of things going on in the world. Well, the Bible said in the last days those kind of things would take place. But we as believers are going to stand in the gap and trust the Lord. The other thing is, you know what? In our community, we've been given a great blessing. The Rock Island Arsenal is here in the Quad Cities. And we've been praying now for months and months, and we've watched that any local terrorist threat that have happened in our country, they've all been exposed and stopped and found some way to get the guys who were doing it. Well, we're going to continue to pray that, that these things will not happen. And you know what? If, if there was a terrorist out there, I guess he'd look at the arsenal and say, boy, there's a, a place that I could go ahead and attack and make a big impact in the Quad Cities. That's my arsenal. You got what I'm saying? It's your arsenal. This is our community. We are not going to let the enemy have our town. Let's pray here tonight. Hallelujah, Father. Lord, we're thankful for what you've already done in our prayer time for those who had burdens lifted off of them and the power of God to hit them. I thank you, hallelujah, that that feeling will not ever come back. We put it under the blood. You will not have any power, devil, to try to make us feel that something's out of control, something bad's going on. In the name of Jesus, no confusion, no fear, no lack according to the word of God. And this night we rejoice in our salvation. And we hold up to you the United States of America. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us for the choices that we have made that are contrary to the word of God. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, and heal our land. Forgive us personally for things that we've done that are not according to the word of God. Heal us, make us whole. We call out for your mercy and your forgiveness now in Jesus' name. Help us to stay true to the word and fellowship with other believers to keep us on track and moving ahead. And in the name of Jesus, we apply the blood to our country. Hallelujah. No terrorist attack will have any power over this community in Jesus' name. We pray protection right now over the Rock Island Arsenal, over our community here, over the nuclear plant, all these things around us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, I thank you that any plot would be exposed, that people would be caught and stopped ahead of time. We pray that throughout our country now in the name of Jesus, that any of these groups and peoples that are with ISIS, any of the rest, in the name of Jesus, they would be stopped they would be exposed. And Father, I thank you that you'll surround Christians around different folks that need to hear the gospel. And we'll see a massive, massive revival with people of Islam that they will walk away from that lie and turn their hearts to Jesus Christ. 
Heal our land. Heal us. Father, I thank you for awareness in the spirit realm that we know and we will live and experience every day of our life. Now we thank you for healing throughout our bodies from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. We thank you that you're our provider and you meet every one of our needs. As we stand here tonight, we give you glory. Hallelujah. For our bodies, the temple of the Holy Ghost, we give you glory and praise and honor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.